SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Big day for the MoneyWeb team tomorrow. Coming up in the next half hour, we're talking all things sport here on South Africa's news and information leader. We'll be trying to unpack what's happened to the protests. Dolphins coach Grant Morgan joins us tonight and... Uh, We'll dig into some of the reasons that he thinks uh, the Proteas may be struggling. We'll also be talking UEFA Champions League football. There is an epic clash in store tonight. Barcelona up against uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. We'll chat to David Kappel from Sokola Duma on tonight's show. We'll also hear from Akani Simbini and hopefully get some news in from the Bulls camp with John Mitchell as well. But let's start with uh, stories making news headlines. Platinum Stars winger Riyad Nuadin is relishing the opportunity for consistent game time at Platinum Stars and believes it'll help him regain his form. Nuadin joined Stars on a short-term loan from Orlando Pirates in January after spending most of the first round of the 2017-18 APSA Premiership season struggling for game time under Bucks coach Milutin Stredojevic, the 22-year-olds who only made four league and one cup appearances for the Bucks this season, says he's looking forward to make the best of the opportunity for some regular game time. It starts. Shouldn't take it for granted, knowing that I come from Pirates and where I haven't been playing. Yeah, I should take it, take advantage of the opportunities that I'm getting. Regular game time, 90 minutes under my belt. It's the second 90, so I just have to take my opportunities. And when given the opportunity, I have to fulfill the potential that is required from me. So I'm looking forward to the remaining games and also, you know, just getting back to the level that I was when I was at Ajax and then moved to Pirates. So, you know, unfortunately, the injury pulled me a little bit back. But now I think with this coach giving me in the run here, trying to help Platinum Stars, I think I can also get back to my best and then help Platinum Stars get out of relegation, which that is the goal right now. There is a big night in store for De Quena. They are up against Supersport United. They are currently bottom of the table. They've collected just 16 points from 20 outings and uh, there is lots at stake at the Royal Buffer King this evening. Now we need to make sure we get at least three points against Supersport, it's a very important game, another home game for us, so I think we need to improve and go back to the drawing board and keep working harder and make sure that we implement what we do on training into the game because when we do it on training it looks brilliant, so we just need to keep on doing it and then put it onto the field and then yeah, we see what how it goes. That match kicks off in just under an hour from now, 7.30 in Europe. Bayern Munich welcome uh, Bestistas and Barcelona travel to Stamford Bridge to play Chelsea. Those matches kick off at a quarter to ten tonight. On to cricket, Proteus team Dr. Mohamed Musaji has confirmed that A.B. de Villiers and Quinton de Kock are expected to have recovered from their respective injuries in time for the first test against Australia at Kingsmead in Durban. Skipper Faf Duplessis and Temba Bavuma are also on the road to recovery. The doc has more. They've been monitored weekly. Uh, they have a great team working with them in Cape Town currently. The plan at the moment for Temba is to play a club game on Sunday, which will probably be his fitness test. If he comes through that game, then he's av- available for selection. Uh, Faf starts uh, batting tomorrow, uh, and we're hopeful that he should come through that and make himself available to be to captain the team against Australia for the first test in, uh, in Durban. Dale Steyn, however, looks unlikely to feature in the series opener. The challenge with him at the moment is that he's, he's doing his running training, he's increasing his bowling in- intensity. In all likelihood, he probably will feature in the Test Series against Australia, but I'm sure the medical team will probably want him to play some form of cricket before a Test match, and we're going to target one of the four-day matches for the Titans. 
The Proteas play the second of three T20 internationals against India tomorrow at Supersport Park. On to some rugby news now, and it's also good news as far as injuries go for the Stormers. Springbok forward Peter Steftatoy has been declared fit. He is available for selection for their clash against the Waratahs on Saturday. Meanwhile, in the Six Nations, Dan Bigger, Liam Williams and Lee Halfpenny all return to the starting 15 for Wales uh, for their clash against Ireland at the Aviva Stadium in Dublin on Saturday. Red Bull have become the first Formula One uh, top three teams to lift the covers on their new look car for the upcoming season, a week before preseason testing starts in Spain. But they did keep some secrets under wraps. The four-time world champions, third overall last year after winning three of 20 races, are hoping to be back in the championship mix for the first time since Mercedes began to dominate back in 2014. Australian Daniel Ricciardo partners with 20-year-old Dutch driver Max Verstappen in one of the sport's most exciting driver pairings and uh, Ricardo says he was thrilled to be back driving. It's been such a long off season I think too long and uh, it's nice to kind of shake out the cobwebs again and yeah just been uh, I don't know the last week I've been bored so it's nice to get in the car and now just start to get the ball rolling. Finally, some uh, good news in the world of motorsport. Four-time world champion South Africa's Cork Ballington has been recognized, or will be recognized rather, for his contributions to the sport. That's when he gets inducted into the MotoGP Legends Hall of Fame. And that induction will be taking place at the Australian Grand Prix. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some cricket. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And if you've been following cricket uh, this summer here in South Africa, you're probably about as perplexed as I am as to what's happened to the Proteas form, particularly in the one-day format, uh, coming off uh, a heavy defeat against India 5-1 in that uh, ODI series. And they've lost the opening T20 of their series. The pressure is on. The second match in that series takes place tomorrow. We join now by Dolphins coach Grant Morgan. Grant, welcome on to SAFM this evening. Thank you for joining us. No, it's a great pleasure. I hope I can um, provide provide some entertaining insight um, on a not an easy topic. No, absolutely not, Grant. I I don't obviously know too much about what's happening with within the Pro Tier setup, but from the outside, I would think alarm bells should be ringing. Well, you know, it's always difficult in this game to to try, you know, find out what the reasons are for sudden turnarounds in fortune and um, misfortune, for that matter. And I don't always think it's easy to come up with one definitive answer, you know. Um, um, Sometimes it's just a little bit of luck here and there can change a whole series. And, um, you know... um, the bounce of a ball or, or, or someone not getting injured uh, like Fuff early on in the series and having AB and Fuff available can, can make a whole lot of things look a, a lot easier than what they look now. So, you know, in the context of it all, I think it's a lot more complex than, than maybe the armchair critic might, might just see it um, at, at home. And, um, yeah, we don't want to cover up other cracks that, that maybe are there. We'd like to think that our uh, our system goes deeper than AB and Fuff and Bell and a couple of other guys. But, um, um, no, I, I suppose what would India be without Kohli and, and, and one or two other guys? So that, that's the, the whole thing that we must look at. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I want to dig into that in a bit more detail, but let's talk about the injuries. And you talk about about being unlucky and some un- unlucky things happening. Let's be honest. We we have been without some some big names this series. You mentioned A.B. and Fuff. Quinton de Kock, who's been struggling with form of late, but he has uh, been been pretty strong uh, for, for the pro tiers over the last season and a bit. He's obviously been missing as well. Uh, does, I mean... D- is that an excuse, Grant? I mean, losing players like that who are the, the backbone of particularly your batting order, because I think our, our batters have been very disappointing in this series, or, or is it a case of uh, if we do lose one or two, the other players, the likes of Hashim Amla and, and uh, JP Dumini, need to, to step up to the plates, and they haven't done that this series? Well, I suppose you know, any team needs their, their you, know, you know, what is the definition? I've always, in my career, in my humble career, try to use the definition of, of your senior players must come to the party. And the reason I say a senior player must do that is because what is the definition of a senior player? And I don't even I don't always know if the, the layman out in the public really understands that. And the definition of a senior player is a guy who probably knows he's going to play five games in a row without any pressure. Uh, and I don't know if that makes sense to the people out there. So if you know you're playing five games in a row, that gives you a privilege, a, a, a really innate privilege above the other guy that you know you've got freedom to play those five games and that's the ultimate respect that you know you're getting those games for free probably because you've earned it. But in that sense, if you've earned it, you've probably got to be the guy that, that takes the mantle. And when um, three, four, five of your senior players aren't there anymore, maybe two through injury and then the other three don't perform, then that leaves your, the rest of your lineup, the rest of actually any senior input. So, you know, I always say the great privilege of being a senior player is derived from the fact that you, you, you have earned the right to play five games in a row. But are you respecting that to that degree? And secondly, are you, are you doing justice to, to exactly that? And probably, to be honest, um, no one means it. Not that the senior players in the South African squad have wanted to fail, but probably if you look at it globally, it hasn't been the case. And maybe one of the five have come to the party every game, and that's just not good enough. Grant, looking at the captaincy issue, and, and I don't want to knock Aidan Markham. I think he is uh, a superb talent and, and definitely uh, a name that, that is going to be in South African cricket for a long, long time. Was it a risk giving him the captaincy this early in his career? We've seen it happen before in South African cricket, the likes of Graham Smith, who got it as a young man and, and, and took it by the scruff of the neck and, and made it his. Are we risking putting undue pressure on a player like Aidan Markram this early in his career? Look, I mean, practically, uh, any, any sports person who knows the statistics over the years of sport will say there is a risk. I mean, wow, but a guy like Aidan Markram, a World Cup under-19 winner. I mean, I've got a close relationship with a very special man called Ray Jennings, who's one of the most brilliant, gifted and brilliant coaches I've ever worked with. He spoke highly of Markram from a young age. I, I've known of him and of his development since he was a young boy when I was still in the Northern uh, sector and, 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 and he was a young guy growing up. He deserves every every accolade that's come his way and the leadership. But by the same token, I mean, it, it is always a risk to 
to take a, a wonderfully gifted sportsman like that in his own right uh, for his skills that he has, which is opening the batting and a brilliant fielder and, and leadership, and to suddenly thrust him into that position. So um, that's a brave decision. I wouldn't say it's a wrong decision, but it was proven that Brian Smith justified it. Um, if, if the history has, has made us make the decision again, um, it can't be a wrong decision, but it, it is a brave decision, and one has to live with the, with the after effects, either negatively or positively, of a decision like that. I think when a guy gets a, 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 a privilege like that very early on, I think it's either going to be great, a great fruit that you bear and, 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 and that, is, uh, that flourishes, or maybe a, a, a slightly more negative effect um, uh, when, when, when given at that age. So let's see what, it, what, what, what comes with it. But that's the way I see it. Right, I think you mentioned the, the the five matches that the senior players have uh, are safe in the knowledge, and I think you also mentioned the, the sort of lay cricket supporter. For most of us, uh, our jobs aren't at risk. It's not like we if we have a bad week, we're gone. Uh, but for the cricketers, that's essentially what it what it boils down to. Do you think there's enough top quality cricketers coming through at first class level? Is the is the level of cricket uh, at that level in South Africa strong enough? Do we have enough players knocking on the door? putting pressure on those players in the Proteus setup that they they know that if we don't perform here there's someone else wanting to take my my place that's as good so that I'm 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 not just filling a spot here I'm keeping someone else out. Look to use a rugby analogy we've got three hundred and twenty players playing overseas in various leagues of all ages. You know, so all I can say is um I think the players that are in South Africa at the moment are doing their best. They're trying hard they committed, they train well. Um, um, hopefully they're getting a quality coaching. Who knows? There's always going to be, you know, like my grandmother said, there's always someone better looking than you with more money. And uh, and I won't say the third one, but, um, you know, there's always, there's always someone who's going to have a better idea and whatever. But to sum it up, we can't be losing A- minus and B-plus players um, out of our system. You know, if you look at the Colin Ingram, Dane Villas, Dion Fonsale, Carl Abbott, Riley Rousseau, um, Simon Harmer, uh, and uh, and so so on and so on and so on. I, I could I could I could I could reel off another couple of names. We can't suddenly lose our A minus to B plus players and, and 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 fall back onto willing and able guys who can perform, but suddenly we go from a A plus or A to a to a B minus. Um, and that's with all respect to the B minuses. Who anyone can come into a cricket side and, and do well because they they do have skill. Um, I just believe we, we 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 shouldn't be eroding our middle class um, or upper middle class, and that's a huge challenge. You know, I, 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 I don't see I, I don't see um, English players coming into our system yet, um, or New Zealand or Australian players coming into our system. But I do see our players leaving our system. And going there, and that's something that that has to. Um, whether they pink-coloured um, um, Union Jacks, um, stars and stripes, whatever, you can't lose players and 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 have go from an A plus or A to a B minus. Um, so the erosion of our middle class is is a huge concern. Gone to then finally to wrap things up. It's not going to get easier after the India series. Uh, Australia. 
can we turn things around? It's a very quick turnaround between the two series. What's got to happen? What's got to change for us to be more competitive than we've been against India, particularly in the one days? Anything's possible all the time. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing in life that's not attainable, that's not possible. Um, the side that we do have available at full strength is a massively powerful and potent side. Um, um, as I said, the only the only the only um, concern comes is if we do have a couple of injuries uh, at this stage. Um, can we can we substitute that absolutely initial and necessary experience against the best sides in the world? You know, everyone will learn and get better. But can they get better to the degree overnight that they can beat India and Australia, the two best sides in the world, um, straight out of the blocks? These guys are going to get better all the time. The guys who aren't maybe an A plus or A A one A minus. But can, if the injuries can the, the B minus and the B guys step up to the plate when necessary overnight to to get over the line? That's that's the that's the issue that we have to overcome. If we do have our best side that we have currently available in South Africa, at their best, we can beat anyone every day. But we are injury or two away from from concern. Absolutely. Well, Grant Morgan, thank you very much for your insight to here on SAFM Sports Trap this evening. I think as uh, people who, yourself and myself included, you have uh, a huge interest in South African cricket, let's hope that uh, luck does go our way and we get the rub of the green against the Aussies because the last thing we want to do is lose to Australia in our own backyard. So thanks for your time tonight. Much appreciated. Uh, and uh, we look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. South African cricket means more than my life to me. Uh, so thank you for having me on the program. Sometimes issues are raised and contested through strikes, riots, protests and labor unrest, which could leave your car, property or business building exposed to damage. That's why you need special risk cover with Sasria. Sasria is the only insurance company that offers special risk insurance to protect the assets of all South Africans against extraordinary risks. Be a step ahead of the unexpected. Ask your broker about Sasria today or visit sasria.co.za for more info. Sasria is an authorized FSP. Sasria, covering the extraordinary. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some football now here on SAFM. And uh, I mentioned in my updates, there is, uh, I think it's going to be an intriguing game in the APSA Premiership this evening between Platinum Stars and Supersport United. De Quen are desperate for three points, but there is some mouth-watering action to look forward to in Europe this evening. It is the round of 16, first leg, two matches to look forward to. Bayern Munich up against uh, Besiktas. And then I think the one that uh, most eyes are going to be on, at the Stamford Bridge, it is Chelsea hosting Barcelona. We join now by the international editor for Soccer Duma, David Kappel. David, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap tonight. Thanks for having me again. What an exciting evening it's going yeah. to be. I feel like a bit of a kid at Christmas. That uh, Chelsea Barcelona game, uh, it's mouthwatering to say the least. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's one of the games that every football fan is looking forward to. Um, there have been some great clashes between the two sides. If I just recall, you know, in 2012, uh, when Chelsea, the underdogs, beat um, Barcelona to advance to the final and um, win the only Champions League trophy, or years earlier when Andres Iniesta scored the stoppage time equalizer at Stamford Bridge, you know, these are the games that everyone is looking forward to. Absolutely. And if you look at the head-to-head between the two sides, I wouldn't have said so, but Chelsea have got the slight advantage. 
Yeah, that's true. And particularly at home, um, I looked at it earlier as well. They've won four out of the six home games against Barcelona, drawn one and just lost one at Stamford Bridge. So many, um, considering Barcelona are the favourites, you know, because they're in La Liga um, this season. But um, if you look at history, Chelsea actually not in with a bad chart tonight. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, their form in the, the EPL hasn't been great. Let's be honest. It's not the, the Chelsea side that uh, we've seen in the past. But this is a cup competition. And uh, league form counts for nothing tonight. Yeah, as you know, a um, lot of experts in the Champions League in the cup competition form goes out of the window. And it's true, um, Chelsea haven't been great in the Premier League this season. But um, if you look at Barca's recent results, um, yes, they still un- They've also slowed down a little bit. Um, they've drawn two out of their last four games. And they've hardly scored more than one goal in um, a few of their last games. And Messi himself, he hasn't scored in the last five games in all competitions. And, of course, there's a big talking point there that he hasn't scored in eight games against Chelsea. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, I mean, he is a, an integral part in that uh, Barcelona lineup. And uh, having that, I don't want to call it a monkey on his back, because he, he seems to be a player that, that relishes under, or, or really flourishes under pressure and doesn't let things like that bother him. But eight outings, no goals against the Blues, that's very surprising. Indeed, it is very surprising, and it's what everyone is talking about, and everyone will looking at him tonight, you know, to break that duck of finally scoring against Barcelona. But he hasn't scored in his eight uh, previous games against Barcelona, um, he hasn't scored in eight games against um, goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois. You know, when from his time when he was still with Atletico Madrid, he has a very good record against Lionel Messi. So it's, it's going to be very interesting whether um, Messi can actually step up to the occasion as he has been doing so often and, and finally break that Chelsea back. Looking at uh, sort of combinations as well for Chelsea, uh, possibility, and it looks like it's probably going to happen, Seth Fabregas uh, reunited with, uh, with Pedro. Yeah, I think um, based on also the experience in the European competition, you know, both won um, the Champions League with Barcelona. Um, um, and uh, given the recent struggles of um, Bakayoko, particular in, in midfield, um, it seems that Fabregas and Pedro will start for Chelsea. I'm actually very intrigued to see how um, Aiden Hazard will do because it's, he's been shining for Chelsea in many of the big Premier League games. Um, he's sort of been the only player this season that really stepped up to the occasion. But in the Champions League, his record is actually not that good. He's only scored eight goals in the Champions League so far. Let's talk the battle of the coaches. Uh, obviously, both the coaches' characters in their own rights. Antonio Conte is really playing this down and, and saying, Chelsea are the underdogs. He's, he's deflecting all the pressure off, off his team. Do you think that is the case? Uh, looking, I mean, we've spoken about the records, and, and if you look at stats, it favours Chelsea tonight. They, they shouldn't be the underdogs, but Conte is saying something totally different. Yeah, I think um, he has a lot of pressure on his shoulders, you know, after the recent struggles in the Premier League. He's happy to, you know, put Barcelona, who are unbeaten in La Liga, to put them in the favourite spot. Um, I think, um, to be honest with you, um, he's a very, very tactical, equipped coach. And if you look at the, the previous um, games, Barcelona have struggled against Chelsea when they were very compact, when they were defending well. And I think that's exactly what he's trying to do um, tonight. And it uh, suits him to be the underdog in the underdog role. And because Barcelona will most likely do all the possession, you know, Chelsea will sit deep and counter. So he's going to be happy with it. Um, 
putting Barcelona in the favourite position. Let's touch on the other clash because I, I think all the neutrals are going to be watching the Barcelona Chelsea Chelsea game. But uh, Bayern Munich, in their own right, also a very classy outfit. Do you think they're going to be too strong on paper? I reckon they should be too strong for Besiktas. Yeah, I also think so. Um, Bayern have found their mojo since um, Jupinkis has returned to the club. You know, he won the treble with them in twenty and. Um, I think they've only lost one or two games since he returned. Um, very strong in the Champions League. The last um, group stage game, 3-1 at home. Um, but I looked at actually a few of the results from the Sijikas. They're somewhat the uh, underdog in the competition this season. They've won all their three away games um, in the group stages. So it's also going to be an interesting game in, in Munich this evening. And let's just touch briefly, and, and it applies to both, uh, home and away. Obviously, uh, Bayern playing at home, so are Chelsea. Important for those two teams to to do as well as they can. Ideally, win, uh, but uh, try and not concede. Yeah, obviously, in, in European competition, there's still the away goal rule that, um, you know, um, where home sides um, prefer a 1-0 over a 2-1 because um, then... With a 2-1, the, the away team always goes with a away goal in the second leg. Um, many are saying that that rule is a bit outdated because it comes from the old days, you know, when um, we were still playing in um, on bad football pitches and, you know, and you had to travel long, long distances over days um, for the away legs. But in these days, in modern football, you know, the, those players, they fly in first class and play in um, the playing grounds all over uh, almost, um, you know, at the same standard. So that rule is actually quite outdated and um, we should really think whether it will make sense. Well, I'm looking forward to both those matches tonight. Kick-off quarter to 10 this evening. David Kappel, as always, great catching up. Thank you so much for your insights tonight. Enjoy the football this evening. I'm sure you're going to. And we look forward to chatting again soon here on SAFM. Yeah, thanks. I'm always looking forward to chat to you and enjoy the football too. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some athletics now. South African national 100-meter champion and record holder Akani Simbini can look forward to having his longtime coach Vadana Prinsloo on a full-time basis. This thanks to a three-year partnership uh, he has entered into with Liquid Telecom, which was announced in Midrand today. The telecommunications company will provide support to Simbini for the next three years, leading to the next Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan, in a deal worth 8 million rand. The 24-year-old has more on the importance of the sponsorship. Shouldn't take it for granted, knowing that I come from Pirates and where I haven't been. Apologies for that. This is the correct sound. Um, it's very important for me to have coach with me full time. You know, we saw we saw the benefit of it when I was in South Africa and how well I was running in South Africa. And when it was time to go to Europe, I'd go alone. And there was a difference between my running then and my running in Europe. And now I have opportunity to take that form that I have in South Africa into my European season. And it's really exciting for me to to actually have coach with me in Europe for the whole three months that I'm away. And it's an opportunity for us to 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 grow in the sprinting world and to get better in the sprinting world and to do you know what we believe we can do so this has been something that you've been working on with with the agent um, that maybe to be better if you can have the coach full time yes you know um we've been working on it for since olympics you know um um, we're looking for people to help us, you know, just try help, you know, cover coach's salary and cover that part of that world, so that world, so that he can be a full-time coach. And you know, Piet helped us a lot to get Liquid here and just to make sure that you know they are in a position where they can help us 
you know, go to Olympics and go through the three years and do the best we can and just go out there and do the best that we can. One of the main beneficiaries of the new deal will be Prince Lou, who until recently had been juggling between coaching Sambini and his full-time day job and also not being able to travel with Sambini for international trips and camps. Now the sponsorship would see Prince Lou drawing a salary and other incentives and being a full-time professional coach. It's all the free time now that I have to focus on Akani and all the other athletes in my group to just really focus on the training and the job at hand. It makes a, a massive difference uh, for the athletes and myself as well. And how difficult was it for you to try and balance the two? It was, it was hard work. I mean, as you know, working uh, in an office environment, there's always time constraints. Um, busy with other projects and that sort of thing. So it kept me uh, more busy, you know, in the office, doing the office work that I had to do than doing the aesthetics. So now the focus is almost 100% on the coaching. Is this what makes the difference between a top international athlete and just someone who wants to compete at that level? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the top athletes in the world, in any sport really, um, not one of these coaches have a full-time office job. That's that's what they do um, on a full-time basis. And that is what is required to be at the very top of the game. It is fantastic news for South African athletics indeed with Akani Sambini uh, getting that sponsorship. And uh, may it grow from strength to strength. And speaking of uh, athletics as well, Athletics South Africa today announced uh, the six-man team that will be doing duty at SAFM Sports Wrap.